It's Friday, May 28th, and you are listening to Hanson Startup. Okay, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking a little bit about Google I.O. today. Um, it was last week. Yeah, there's been a few conferences lately, so we want to touch upon them. Make sure you guys are uh, caught up and... Uh, I guess it's a little after the fact, but... Yeah, so this was, this was a two-day event in San Francisco. Uh, did not go. It was aimed at developers. Basically, this is big Google's big conference of the year, um, but it's specifically aimed at developers. Developers show up, yeah. um, obviously. The, Which is kind of cool, because that's what... I mean, obviously, Google's making a point of saying that you guys are important. Does Apple do this? Yes, they do. WDD, WWDC is... DIC, Developers Conference? Is a... Uh, Next month oh, really? is in June, yeah. Well, but got to it but it's a little bit more of a. Uh, even though it's a developers conference, I think it's more aimed at like they're gonna do. I think they're gonna do the iPhone announcement. Yeah, I think, I think they probably use it as more marketing leverage. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Than Google's. Google's is all about the developers, and this was evident by the first day, which was incredibly boring by uh, a lot of people's standards. Yeah, so someone, I think someone it said it's probably it's pretty much like the only conference. Where they're going to be going through, they're going to be demonstrating code, like, on stage. Like, some of the press people, I think, during day one were a little, like, uh, what's going on. So, basically, day one, they talked about a lot of developer stuff. They announced things like uh, a few changes in Wave, um, new Good. APIs for Buzz. Move it along. Move um, along. And then talked about, like, Chrome and uh, Chrome OS. Yeah. Uh, big news, and then day two basically was was like kind of the more fun stuff where they talked about Google TV and the Android updates. Okay, what do you want? What do you want to hit on? We don't need to talk Buzz. We don't need to talk Wave. Nobody knows what that is, anyways. Well, I think uh, I think it's worth noting Buzz. Obviously, is Google's kind of like uh, social, you know, like Twitter or Facebook um, counter. Yeah. Um, and by opening up the API. Basically, this is big for developers. Uh, Seismic, Loic Lemur's uh, Twitter client. Now that uh, that Twitter has come out with their own client, they've been kind of uh, looking for for new things to try, and so right away uh. they uh, they jumped on this. Are people taking a buzz? Um, not really, but it's kind of default in a lot of things. So a lot of people threw their Twitter accounts into Buzz, so it's getting a lot of information. And now that developers um, can, yeah, can harness it, it people could things. like make some new things out of it. So I think it's not dead yet. Okay. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, the other big news from day one to me, this is kind of reading between the lines, was that uh, they announced an app store for Chrome. Okay. On the browser. In the browser. In the so browser. apps in the browser. And okay, so t- tell me how this works a little bit. This is huge. This is huge because uh, basically they're, I mean, obviously they're going to make Chrome OS, which is essentially a browser-based operating system. You're uh-huh. going to boot up your computer into an internet browser. So the way Google's going, everything has to be in the cloud online, right? So the the big problems with this are obviously, there are a couple things, you know, there's lots of things you do on your desktop. What do you do on your desktop? Like, uh, I don't know, coding. Uh, I do video stuff. 
I do music, you know, my iTunes is not in the cloud. I'm, I'm not streaming everything, my art stuff, my art applications. So that's a big problem. Applications are not in the cloud. Even on your mobile phone, like on an iPhone, you're still downloading those things like to your phone. A yeah. lot of those programs are not running online. So they're opening up. Um, so the question is, you know, there, there's a reason no one's done this before, right? Is because a lot of these applications... They don't write Photoshop and HTML and JavaScript. A lot of these applications are natively written in like in in C plus plus or yeah. you know. So there's a problem. But they came out with and again, I, I'm not the most technical person, but Google came out. They announced um, a platform. I forget what it's called, but it's uh, I should have the name of this. But it essentially makes it so you can port um, these other languages into the browser. Whoa. And they have a very good system for doing this now. Okay. So basically, now someone who writes a, you know, who writes a, a an app, you know, in C plus plus, for for the desktop, now there's an easy way to get that into the browser in an app on their app store. Okay. So why is that good for people using it? You just talked about all this nerdy stuff. Okay. So basically, what this translates. I'm using Chrome. What's this mean? Basically, what's this? This translates to uh, cleaner desktops. Instead of having all these stupid applications crap on, my on, my, a, on my desktop, they're in the cloud. Uh -huh. You know, if I, if I download something and don't use it, it's not just taking up space on my desktop. It's in the cloud. Um, this is big for, like, uh, I mentioned art stuff. Like, all these uh, art tools I use, Photoshop, they're all big, bloated things, right? Yeah. They're going to get leaner and they're going to get cheaper. Um, one of the big things that Google was touting was a uh, was a photo editing software. It'd be nice. You talk an about app Photoshop costs five bucks. Five bucks. Yeah. So they're going to give you a Photoshop equivalent for like five bucks, browser based. So what's this mean? If if I uh, does this mean that it'll all be kind of uh, in my experience? So that if I am I logging into anything? Does this mean if I open up a Chrome browser on a different computer, it will have... Uh... Yes, that too. And that's the, that's kind of the beauty of Chrome OS is that this would follow you everywhere that's from computer to computer. To you know, if I have if I have two Macs, I don't need to install it on two computers, you know? That and is this is big cool. for gaming too. Um, uh, especially, and this is all developer-centric, okay? So obviously a, um, a lot of developers do flash games or a lot of developers do native games um, now it doesn't matter you know and normally if you want to develop for the iPhone you got to know you got to know Coco touch yeah. or whatever to get it in the iPhone you can develop in anything you want and now there's all these ways to port it in they said this app store is going to support flash so you have flash games Ooh, they showed love for Adobe. they showed uh, plants versus zombie looking stunning in the browser um they showed uh so games applications basically this is uh developers of all nature are gonna so have really easy huge, obviously a huge pitch to get people to do as much as possible in the yeah browser. and i think and i think this wasn't totally clear from but i think it, it the end result of this is going to be it's going to be awesome for users i think it's kind yeah. of the best work uh, the way i see it is it's the best of both worlds between um, like apps on your phone and uh, and just the open web on your desktop or your yeah. laptop. What did they say about rolling this out? Is this 
Um, Chrome, I mean, Chrome OS is going to launch second half of the year. Okay. So I think, I, I, I imagine it's going to be, I don't think you're going to see it in a Chrome browser until Chrome OS. Interesting. But uh, kind of cool. So implications with Apple. Or do you want to save that for the end? Let's save that for later. Okay. Let's jump into the... Okay, so that was kind of the, the geekier side of things. Yeah, Adobe had a big presence. It's clear they're they're uh, they're in bed with Adobe now. Yeah, while Apple has completely and, rejected them, Google yes, now, now is let's, embracing them. Let's address this, though, because some people are saying, oh, Google, you're total hypocrites. You're all about open, and then here you are talking to closed-off Adobe and making deals with them, right? Yeah. Now, um, I basically, I think Google's way of thinking is they are open it's not their job to say adobe you can't develop for us like apple if adobe wants to do that that's fine they're supporting i mean they talked all they were talking about is html5 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 um so they're it's clear they are open and they're pushing that but at the same time if you know they're not going to stop adobe and they're going to you know, if, if Adobe's got something to offer, they'll take that too. Well, yeah, that's that's the point, though. That yeah. they're not. I mean, they're not just using Flash, so that yeah, everybody's uh, has to use it. It's open. It's an open they're web. It open, and they're leaving it open. And this was and and this goes both ways too, because by by not Google swings both ways. They swing both ways. Yes, and by and and by working with Adobe, Adobe becomes more open too. Adobe showed off some uh, some new features in Dreamweaver. That made it really easy to customize CSS and take advantage of HTML5. Yeah. So there's no, especially after the whole Apple debacle, like this is like gravy for Google. Yeah, yeah. Because Adobe's a little vulnerable. And I've always thought I'm, I use Flash and I love Flash and I think it's a, it's got a lot to offer from kind of an artsy gaming perspective. Yeah. There's still stuff on Flash you can't do on HTML5, but. Um, Adobe needs to, they need to focus, you know, some of the, the, the tools, the good things about Flash, they could probably apply that to HTML5 and JavaScript, um, in, uh, in something like Dreamweaver is a perfect opportunity. It looks like they're already starting to do that. That's pretty cool. Okay. okay so the move, exciting move stuff, forward. Android, uh, they announced all these features about, uh, Froyo 2.2, which looks like it's rolling out pretty quick to Android phones. Yeah. Um, and basically, the big things are, from that are tethering. You can now basically... Explain tethering to people. So basically, you, people know MiFi's, my right? Yeah. It's basically so where like you, turn your, you turn your phone into an internet connection. You connect a, You yeah. already get internet on your phone. Now you can get uh, with your phone and your computer, you can, get your, you can use the internet from your phone on so your So you can computer. pretty much eliminate that additional uh yeah so a lot of people wireless. buy uh modems or usb modems or might have the little mi-fi hotspots yeah. um now you can basically use your phone for that yeah that's pretty in amazing. android 2.2 uh already people who have the nexus one are saying this works it's free yeah they, which makes sense because you're paying for the data anyway um and you do have a five gigabyte cap right yeah um so that's pretty cool they're enabling that feature they're okay. making it Easy and basically, they're they're kind of almost forcing it on the carriers. The only thing is, not all carriers are going to comply for free. So Sprint already they charge if you want to tether your phone. Yeah. Uh, if you want to use this feature, they're going to charge you thirty bucks a month, Every, which is better. Many, that's better than the sixty dollars a MiFi costs you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, or is that going to be a limited amount of data? Or is that um, limited? And how many how many devices can you hook up to it? 
I don't know, something like eight or something. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's it's pretty good. good. And basically, but the the big the underlying thing is that Google's making this easier. It's gonna every carrier is gonna have a policy on it. Yeah. You know, I think Verizon's they're gonna charge you, but it's gonna create competition. Yeah. Um, and well, that's and we cool. know Apple and the iPhone have still not rolled out. Yeah, a little background. Out. Apple says that it's going to roll out. How's AT&T doing they today? They announced it last year. It's still not out. Um, it'll obviously be out uh, next month. Okay. But it's going to create competition, and Google is basically forcing their hand at yeah, this. Yeah, I like it. Pretty cool. There's some other uh, cool features uh, with 2.2. Um, I don't know if this is in 2.2, but they announced all this cool syncing um, from your desktop. So basically now your phone sync, you can coordinate your phone from your desktop yeah. over the cloud, through the cloud, through your Google account. So right now, if you, you know, if you get a new Android phone and you type in your, your Google account, it puts all your contacts and information in there, but still stuff like music and yeah, uh, stuff like disconnected that, still. you know, it's still a pain to get that in. They're fixing that. So now um, they announced they bought some company, and now with music, you can take all the music from your computer, get it on your phone, just through the cloud. Really? That's yeah. pretty awesome. Even t- like music you buy in iTunes, as long as it's not DRM'd, as long as it's yeah. new music, it'll be on your phone. Pretty cool. And that's basically, really cool. that's where this is going. I'm not sure if this is out in 2.2. Or if this is coming in the future, but but they alluded to it. Yeah, but basically, uh, you're going to be able to get stuff on your phone, uh, really, without plugging it in. That's definitely cool. Okay. Um, and, and this is and this is another shot at Apple because uh, Apple, you have to go through iTunes. Everything's through iTunes. Yeah. And this is basically like cloud syncing. It. It's pretty cool. Okay, Google TV. Google TV. Now this was kind of the big like. Announcement. What people and, were waiting for, don't you think? Yeah, this is the new thing they were they were launching, and basically, um, I think uh, in the the reaction from Google TV was kind of mixed. Um, some people saw it as like this is just a TiVo. I mean, this is like a this is just a layer on top of TiVo. Yeah, this isn't bringing that much new. This isn't bringing a lot to the table. Yeah, well, when they started off, it seemed like it too. It wasn't. Any different from Boxy, right? Yeah, basically that's what it is. It's kind of like a Boxy. It's like aggregating everything you it's watch. It's like Google's and... version of Boxy, but the, the, so it mixes stuff from the web and stuff from your cable. Yeah. In basically one uh, overlying Google search bar. So I just type in my Google search bar, like uh, I want to see Lost finale, and it's going to find it for me. Whether and then it's going to give me options. I can watch this on Hulu. I can watch this. On my actual television at this time, yep. uh, it integrates the DVR, so I can say, "Okay, record it." So it's basically an interface. On you know, it, this is this comes in a separate box that you plug into your DVR. Yeah, well, let's just say it's not an actual TV. This is yes, okay. It's a box. Yes. Now, so the, on on the surface, not that exciting. Doesn't sound like it. I mean, it it's was, nothing new. At least it was cool. I'm it's sure they it's do not a good revolutionary job, but... in that sense. And uh, and a lot of people kind of poo pooed it. Yeah, it is. Did you it? No, I did not. Because I first of all, the first thing that's worth noting is that this has an open API, so people developers can write apps for this Google TV. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. So you can make an app that finds I don't know certain television programs. 
Um, there's all kinds of crazy things developers can do. So opens the door there. Basically, the way I see this, this is just a Trojan horse. This is like the big announcement that Google had was not this box, but the partners they've made. They had uh, they had the CEOs from Best Buy, Sony, oh yeah, Dur yeah, yeah. Dish, Dish Network, yeah, not Directv, all on stage. They've made partners. This is not this is not a side project. This is not like Google Wave. They're not experimenting. It's not going to fizzle out. They have partners from major entertainment. Yeah, it companies. seems like they actually have people involved. That's which right. Is kinda not usually the model. This so this is this is a Trojan horse. The, they're disguising this as, oh, this is just an add-on to the cable box. This is just the top layer. But once it's inside, people are going to be able to access the it's web. crush everybody that they're working with. And they're just going to become, all these big companies are going to become dependent on it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then they're going to cripple them. It's basically like, it's like, okay, this, this, is a, this is for the television and we have the internet also. But they don't say that. They don't stress that. And then once people start using the internet, then they can cripple the television industry. Yeah, and how does this? That's uh, how I see it. How does this play with the the phone too? Oh, and does and then kind of, yeah, that integrates with your. Basically, this is a, this is an Android. I talked about the the APIs and the development. Yep. Yep. It's because it's an Android Android based operating system. So you can actually run apps, Android apps, like the same apps you would run on your phone. You can run Pandora on this already on your TV and just listen oh, to yeah. music. That's really cool. I remember them talking about that. And so you can also, they have an app so that you can control this with your phone. Um, Logitech is making a remote for this. Which I'm sure it'll be pretty cool, but at the same time, you can use your phone and as soon as Android tablets come out, you'll be able to use your mm. uh, your Android tablet. Yeah. Um, so again, I think there's much more, there's much, the, the implications are so much bigger than just like, this is a Google TiVo. Yeah. I think that's how it was displayed too. Uh, at first it didn't seem like a whole lot, but there's a lot that I think can be done with it. And okay. We'll take it. a couple more minutes. I just, there's a couple no, things. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. A couple issues. Uh, was Google disrespectful? This has been brought up a lot. Yeah. Some people have been saying, oh, all they were doing was taking pot shots at Apple what do you they, think about that? They said a few things. I don't think they're disrespectful at all. I mean, first of all, Steve Jobs is like the king of snide remarks, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. There's and nothing more snide than of, saying, if you want porn, go to Android. Yeah. And I mean, everybody kind of just brushes off, oh, Steve, he's just like a cranky old, I mean, he's a cranky old genius. Yeah. You know, I don't think they were disrespectful at all. No, I didn't. You know what I think? I think this was just general enthusiasm. When they made a shot at Apple, like when they're saying like, oh, we're more open, you know, we got Flash on the, that's another big announcement, Flash on Android in 2.2. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, you can, you can see our previous talks about Flash to get our opinion on that. Um, but when Google says, oh, we have Flash, sorry, Apple, or something, they're not, like, they're not taking a cheap shot. They're announcing a cool feature that they're really excited about. Yeah. I think it's very genuine. These aren't, like, pot shots. These aren't cheap shots at Apple. No, I completely agree. And, I mean, let's be honest. Most of the stuff, Apple is their direct competition. Yeah. It's not like they're going off about how Apple sucks. They know Apple has amazing products. Yeah. But... And These uh, new features are what people want, especially also, in the developer community. Yeah, it's worth keeping in mind. This is this was a developer conference. They weren't saying that this wasn't PR that they were shoving down like 
you know, they were saying to a reporter, like, suck yeah. it, Apple. It was to they a were, bunch of tech nerds. Yeah, and it, it's and this is very, it's interesting because if you ask the developers about this, all the developers I've heard talk about were like, yeah, this was awesome. <laughs> but if you ask other people, they were like, yeah, I thought it was a little. Like, Just tasteful. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, we've talked about uh, Google, you know, Apple obviously has Steve Jobs, and that's so important for them. Yeah. Just like Microsoft had Bill Gates. As the face of the company, Larry and Sergey are like, they kind of, they're not in the limelight very much. They no, stay, they're very low key. I don't even know what Larry Page looks like. Eric Schmidt is, but he has a, posse. is a total dick. So pe- people <laughs> oh, hate geez. him. You know, like he doesn't have a great public image. Yeah. Vic Guntra, I think that's how you pronounce his name, is, he, you know, he was, uh, he's been getting lots of press for, he was the one who interviewed Conan, he's like the VP of engineering, Yeah. Um, and he's a very charismatic little guy who I think is like, I think he's very representative of like the Google culture, he's yeah. kind of like this little nerd who's like really excited, he's not, he's pretty articulate, obviously very smart, um, but he like, I don't know. I think he really represents the Google culture, and I feel like he's like almost the face of Google now. Well, I think he's definitely the face. He's mean, like their Steve Jobs. Well, to all these, I mean, obviously, Larry and Sergey and Eric Schmidt are the big three, but they don't, I mean, Eric Schmidt talks, you know, a number of things, but Larry and Sergey kind of hide. They need Vic Gundra yeah. to be the face, and he's he is charismatic, yeah. you know, and he... Take the way that he made those kind of snag remarks and stuff, they were clever. Yeah, and, and he's he knows how to talk to, to developers and stuff. And if we've seen, and he knows what he's talking about, obviously, because he's VP of engineering and he's charismatic, that's difficult because they brought out a number of engineers working on some of these products and they are a mess. They probably oh, know yeah. how to do so many, so many but incredible things. They were things. not charismatic. The, well, they're not going to. I mean, the Google TV guy felt terrible for him. Yeah, cool product, but it was just like a total mess. So Vic Gundra, I, I agree, he's got to be the face of Google at this point. Okay, and then uh, finally, I have to ask Chapin. After this, this is a huge conference. Has uh, has Google taken the momentum back from Apple? Apple, obviously, with the iPad and their recent market share, their numbers on market share is looks like they're taking over the world. But I feel like this this conference was well timed. Um, yeah, it came before Apple, which usually Apple does. Yep, on other people. Um, they 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 gave everyone an Evo 4G, which is almost I feel like that's almost going to upstage the new iPhone. Yeah, because this phone is so amazing. Is this uh, did Google get the momentum back from this conference? Um. Yeah, you know, obviously we're pretty pro-Google on a lot of things. We try to be as uh, unbiased as possible. No, I don't think so. I think Apple still has momentum going into this because they have so many people that are interested in the iPhone and so many people that are raving about the iPad. But Google is definitely right behind them, and this set them up well, perfectly. And that's I what I... Well, well, I mean, their phones arguably are better better than what's going to come out on the iPhone but I, uh, Apple still has so much of a following yes so but they are right there and and you and I have talked about this before too Google is going to come out with a tablet yeah that is really going to push Apple I think mm-hmm. and I think that's going to be where they start to possibly overtake them and I'm you know I'm with you the Android market is growing tremendously and it's going to soon but I think at this point Apple still has the majority of the momentum going into their conference. Mm-hmm. 
No, I agree. I think Apple, obviously Apple's still on top and they'll continue to be for a while. But I think this is a momentum shift. I think just in terms of momentum, Google's got it back. And you're going to see uh, when the new iPhone comes out, it's going to be awesome. But then there's going to be an there's going to be three Android headsets. Well, that's that, the thing. Google is going to continue to make more phones yeah. and innovate. You're and not that's why s- I think after the uh, iPhone announcement, Apple's not- going to go stale for another year or however long. Yeah. And Google's really the next year. I think is going to be huge. You're not going to see one. You're not going to see a uh, Android tablet. You're going to see ten Android tablets. Yeah. And uh, this is where it gets three hundred. Interesting. Bucks. I think they got the momentum back. Uh, I thought it was a great conference, and uh, it's going to be very exciting to see these two behemoths push each other. Okay. Sorry, I went long. Good conference. Good conference. Checks out HansonStartup.com. We'll be back with more. <laughs>